0: A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy.
1: Good morning, Dan.
0: Happy
2: May. Or is it not May? It's not May.
1: Not May, oh my yet. goodness. Wait a Do minute. You need a calendar. I'm
2: checking the calendar as we speak. Oh, April 27. Happy yeah. almost May. Good next, grief. If I said that next week, that would have been accurate.
1: Um, yeah. What a way to start. I know. Hey, did you realize that next week, tulip time starts? Next yes. Saturday, tulip time yes, starts.
2: Yes, tulip time starts.
1: Yeah, that's kind All of All kinds exciting. of fun
2: things. Next week, Saturday, we'll be live yes, from our well. new Broadmoor location. Yep. It's not technically new. It's been open since December. <laughs> But we're doing the grand opening right, next right. week. Well, because you don't want to do
1: a grand opening and have a bunch of people come out when the weather is not so great. No, it's December not was ideal. not the time. So <laughs> no.
2: We'll do it in May, which yes. is why I had May on my head. Right. Anyway. Close enough. Today, we're going to talk about, you mentioned it already, Tulip Time. Yep. We're going to be in the studio with Gwen Auerda from Tulip Time. Yes. Talking about what's going on in Holland over the next couple of weeks, starting May 4. Yep. And just all the Running cool stuff. the 12th. Right. We'll be talking to her about all the cool stuff that's going on.
1: Right. We're also back in the studio with Sarah Penn. She was the blogger we had on a few weeks ago. And this time she brought her husband because they are about to jump into an exterior project. And so we thought that they could come and ask all their questions on air because we're sure that there are other people out there who might be thinking about this project and might have the same questions. Right. So That's coming
2: up. Yep. But right now, in the time that we've got left, mm-hmm. I want to talk about something that I was very excited to find. <laughs> Kay. I stumbled on this little video uh-huh. from HGTV for right HGTV Yeah That's what it was. A lot of
1: people watch HGTV. Well, I
2: I didn't see it there. I saw it online. Just this little video scrolled across, a one minute video, the kind that I can actually make it through. (laughs) And it was the top 10 things Mm -hmm. that people with clean houses always do. Okay. And I love the idea of having a clean house.
1: Yes, we have established that. (laughs) We
2: work towards that all the time, but don't always get there. Right. So these things I Mm -hmm. thought were absolutely brilliant. So we'll put a link to the video in the show notes. You can check it out. Yep. It's worth checking out. Oh, yeah. But we're going to run through them. As many of them as we can. Now, the right. first one mm-hmm. that they had, and, and let's just debate. If you do, if you disagree, Betsy, Okay, if you have another opinion that's mm-hmm. incorrect, just let me know, <laughs> right. and I'll point out where you're wrong. Right. Anyway. Mm, of course you will. Uh, the first one. Uh-huh. People with clean houses always make the bed every single day. What do you think about that?
1: Yes. Agree a, or disagree? As a kid, I always had to make the bed. I will say... Don't necessarily make it, I have read and heard things, don't make it as soon as you get out of it, because you want to let the sheets air out, especially maybe if you sweat throughout the night. Oh,
2: I wasn't sure where you were going with that. uh, Well, (laughs) You can see the look on my face as the blood drained. Oh, Betsy's taking us down a trail.
1: No, it's just one of those things, let it air out a little bit, things like that, and uh, it seems like something sticks in my mind, something about dust mites and things like that, so if you just let it air out, you know, maybe go take a shower, have some breakfast first, then come back and make the bed. But make
2: the bed every single day. And I talk to a lot of people who will, over time, tell me that, why? I'm going to just mess it up again later. And I think one of the key things is that it sets the tone Mm -hmm. for your room. It sets the tone for your home. When the bed is a complete mess, how excited are you about getting anything else clean?
1: Right. But if that's put together and
2: organized, right. So make the bed every single day, even if you've got to give it a little bit of time before you do. Another one. Uh Uh-huh. People with clean houses never wear their shoes inside the house. And I thought yeah. this was a little a little over the top mm-hmm. until I dug into it just for about 20 seconds. And that's all it <laughs> okay. took to completely convince me. Because I found this little article that says a study done by the University of Arizona found that an average of 421,000 different bacteria exist on our shoes. Certain bacteria, mm-hmm. according to this study, yes. are on our shoes that are usually found in things like feces and Uh urine.
1: Well, so, that's because. We can track
2: those all over our homes. Well, if look we'd at all like.
1: those little animals who are running around outside. Birds. You run where they have been.
0: Oh,
2: you know I
1: do. You don't even have to. When like, did I do that? Last step, week. Yes, like three times. I don't know why you oh, stepped that was in this thing. That
2: was the same day. Yeah,
1: the same little doggy pile that was out there. <laughs> three and every times. time I turn around, you're like <laughs> walking and shuffling your feet through the crash, <laughs> trying to get off, picking yeah. at it with sticks. And I'm thinking yeah, that's why you don't wear your thing. shoes inside.
2: But <laughs> all so the different places that we put our shoes, we go go through a public restroom and then we bring our shoes and walk straight into the house. Right. I never thought about all of that. That's why I wear everything. slippers.
1: My shoes stay at the door. I wear slippers inside.
2: So there yep. you go. Don't yep. wear shoes in the house. Right. Not a good idea. Exactly. Another one. People with clean houses never leave a room empty handed. You're going yep. to somewhere else. Grab mm-hmm. the bowl. Grab the cup. Right. Get it to the sink. Don't yep. just walk out of the room. Children. Right. and children.
1: Well, unless the room is already cleaned and there's not anything that you know it's it's already done, then obviously you have to leave empty-handed. Then you walk
2: out doing that little raise the roof thing with your hands. Well, and maybe you walk through
1: a different room to get to where you're going, and you see something, so you grab that instead. Go
2: there. Yes. Okay. Some of the other ones, they open Uh mail every day. They clean as they go, so you start making a dinner. Yeah. Stuff like that. Don't let all. Yeah, my kids. we, we let all the dishes pile up. Uh-huh. And then we got this great big pile. Keep them going. As yeah. the stuff is cooking, yeah. you've got a little bit of time. Clean up. Set time to do a quick clean. Yeah. I like this one. You put a timer on for five minutes yeah. and you just really dig into a particular mm-hmm. area, maybe a right. junk drawer. You know, you work for five minutes, get as much as you can done and catch the rest of it the next couple of days. Right. It's just an easy way to jump into things yeah, like Yeah, bricks it that. up a little bit. Right. Things like they freshen the air. They make chores a part of their lifestyle, folding Mm -hmm. laundry and stuff. Don't just make that a job that happens at the end of the day or whatever. Work it into the day, watching Mm -hmm. whatever shows you do. Mom used to do that when we were little. She'd dump the basket on the floor while we're watching Price is Right, and everybody'd fold (laughs) a little bit. Uh It was just what we did during Price is Right. Right. They put things away immediately. Take yeah. the clothes off, put them in the drawers, put them in the cupboards. Yeah. Or you don't put your clothes in the cupboards. Maybe you do. <laughs> Maybe you do. Then it you might depends. need to have some other cleaning done. If your clothes are in your cupboards, there's probably other well, issues. You need organization. You might have help. one of those
1: wardrobe cupboard things. Oh, you know, that's Like what I the old-fashioned. I had one when I was a kid. Yeah, move yep. the
2: mushrooms aside to make room for your jeans. <laughs> right. That's not the sign of a clean house. <laughs> no. Finally, they never leave a sink full of dirty dishes when they go to bed or when they go away.
1: Yeah, because who wants to come home to that or wake up to that? Nobody
2: wants to come home to that. So clean before you go. The argument would be made, I'm sure, that people with clean houses work way too hard and they spend too much of their lives focused on cleaning and not enough on living. But these simple
1: things that you do just as you go. If you're going somewhere anyway and you take the dirty dish, it's not really cleaning. It's just keeping up on it. And if you keep up on it, it's a whole lot less work.
2: Right. And it's not going to take the time no. that the detractors say it will. You can right. keep up on this once you get it going. Yeah. It doesn't take as much. Right. We know it's not a dream job, cleaning a house. (laughs) No. But once you've got that established and started, you feel better about where you're at. Absolutely. You feel better about your space. Right. And speaking about feeling better about our space, let's Mm -hmm. talk to Sarah and son Penn after the break Right. about how they're going to make their space look a whole lot better on the outside. I know Sarah is very excited. That's coming up next. Stay tuned.
0: Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, mm-hmm. we're going to talk to Sarah Penn again.
1: Yeah, she was here a few weeks ago. She's a blogger that contacted us. Um, I follow her Instagram. We talked last time about how I stalk her, and I stalk. continue to
2: do so. Yeah, I was going inter- to interject <laughs> yeah. that. But I'm, this time, I'm Sarah sure. brought her husband. Yeah. So Sarah and son Penn, thanks for being here. Yeah. Good morning.
3: As you guys can see in the studio, um, I am... Very pregnant. Um, (laughs) Yes. Last Uh trimester here. And uh, since I am pregnant, he is doing a lot of the painting. He's the grunt work. You're the mastermind behind
1: it all. He's the grunt work.
3: (laughs) I actually do do a lot of painting when I am not pregnant. Uh But now is a great time to take advantage. (laughs) Someone else
2: doing as well. Just
3: kind of sit down and say, oh, you missed a spot over there. Uh huh. With your
1: nice cold glass of lemonade. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I can see that happening. That's
2: how I like to work. Yeah, we know. Uh-huh. I've never been pregnant though. I just want to put that out there. Thank goodness <laughs> I mean, you've never been pregnant. And you're not going to, we're not going to have any issues right here, right?
3: I'm hoping not.
2: Because <laughs> I am not equipped to handle anything like that. never I will never be passed know. out in another room.
3: Babies make their own timeline.
2: Well, who knows maybe we'll make cross your fingers radio show history here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's hope
2: not. <laughs> anyway, what All right, we want anyway, to talk moving on. about is you guys are getting ready to tackle a relatively large project that a lot of people would love to tackle but really don't have the gumption to jump into, what exactly are you thinking about doing?
3: Yeah, so we are so excited. Uh, If you don't follow along with our story, we bought a 1980s farmhouse last June, kind of out in the middle of some farmland, because that's what hubby wanted. (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame him. Right. Right. So, uh, we are going to tackle painting the exterior. So, one of the reasons I really love working with local companies is because we have not done any of this before. Mm -hmm. So, I am loving that you guys are going to let me ask you some questions.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I know that you come with an arsenal of questions this morning.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you've got your phone out ready to
1: go. Well, I asked her to make a list. I said, now, think of, all the questions that you would want to ask if you walked into the paint store but just hold them until
2: we're actually on the radio (laughs) because we know so many people have them yeah so i guess let's start with you said it's a 1980s farmhouse what's the surface and what does it look like now you know what are the
4: materials you're painting yeah so all of our buildings are aluminum siding today okay um it's all a nice dull brown (laughs) Um, So it's something that we probably want to get rid of. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure on the exact color. I think uh, my wife is really keen on white a lot of the times uh, and neutral colors. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll probably stick with that palette. Um, But, yeah, so we have our primary uh, house, which is partially brick and Mm -hmm. then partially that siding. Um, Okay. And then we have... uh, two outhouses that are not outhouses not outhouses <laughs> oh buildings oh, outbuildings i thought this was a real farmhouse you were getting two, all excited
2: it, it was a two outhouse house i mean that's fancy stuff
1: well, most
4: of them just had one
1: th- yeah that is so true. they're just
4: outbuildings outbuildings just, my apologies old outbuildings. yeah so but but again it's uh, one's uh, aluminum and the other is vinyl siding Okay, okay. So vinyl siding, aluminum yep. on and the outhouse and the break. outbuilding.
2: <laughs> and wow,
1: it's in your head now. All right.
2: So let's just start with what. What are some of the main questions that you guys have just looking at this project?
3: Yeah, so we are hoping to tackle this this spring. Mm -hmm. Um, I think long-term, we would really love to replace all of the siding in my dream land, but Mm -hmm. that is not feasible for us right now or a lot of people. Right. So I think some of the questions that we have is, how long is this going to take us?
2: The the main thing you need to understand right off the bat is that the prep work, Is huge. You're going to probably spend more time getting the surfaces ready for paint than you're going to actually be putting paint on, if you do it the right way. It just takes a while to get everything prepped. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be weeks. Mm -hmm. But sometimes what people do is they'll get an idea in their head that, okay, this is a two-week project or a week project or a weekend project. And if the prep work takes longer, what they tend to do is skimp on that. So they cut corners because they've created a schedule now in their head. Been there. I'm going to be done with two weeks, (laughs) and I'm going to move move through it. So the prep work's big, and that's going to take probably most of the time, don't you think?
1: Yeah, I would venture that it's probably going to take you at least a weekend to get through that prep work because you have to clean all of the siding and the Mm -hmm. brick on all
2: of the buildings. And those outhouses that is going to take some time.
3: (laughs) Yes those outhouses are really filthy. And by clean are you talking power washing? We're talking power washing but we're
1: really talking about scrubbing especially aluminum siding which tends to have that chalkiness and the vinyl siding. You know if it's older it gets that chalky powder on it as it starts to break down and so you actually have to get like a scrub brush on an extension pole. With your detergent we have a, a product called Jomax that we like people to use. It's a great exterior house cleaner. um, And scrub that siding until all that chalkiness is off. Power washing alone is not going to get rid of that. That's the mistake that a lot of
2: people make. A lot of people do that. And just think about washing your car. If you just hit that with the hose and then walk away and you come back and check it out do you say, oh,
1: my car is clean, I right. let the kids spray it off with
2: the hose? Normally, there's a lot of stuff left behind that you don't get until you actually scrub it. And the, especially, you know, the brick is a little bit different, mm-hmm. but the aluminum siding and the vinyl siding, the paint is going to bond on the surface. There's nowhere for it to penetrate. It doesn't soak in.
5: Mm-hmm. There's
2: nowhere for it to go. So if the surface has contaminant on it, you know, oxidation, dirt, you know, whatever, dust, it bonds to that. And your bond to the vinyl just isn't there so with flexing and you know all the expansion and contraction that happens over the course of a year all the elements can cause that paint to flake right off
1: we have had people who didn't get it properly cleaned you know they hired someone to power wash and there was no scrubbing and the paint literally fell off the house because it was just sticking to that chalk and the chalk let loose and it
2: took all the brand new paint with it so it's not as miserable a job as it may sound. It goes relatively fast. It depends mm-hmm. on how high things are. Yeah, you know, I was about
3: to say, I'm really glad that I have this pregnancy <laughs> right now. <laughs> Son, you may want to
1: uh, get some people to help. Yeah,
2: well, <laughs> and there you, you go. Call some friends. And the thing you want to look for is when you've got it rinsed, you know, and, and you know, washed, rinsed, and all of that. Run your hand over it in a number mm-hmm. of areas, and what you're looking for is just a clean surface. You don't want to have any of that oxidation or that chalkiness on your hand and if you do you've got to you know address that and redo it. Like Betsy said I remember a lady, a little old lady came into one of our stores I've talked about this before, it was so sad, she was crying in the store because she had hired this college crew to come and power wash her house so she could get a painter out there and she told us that, they just power washed it, it's ready to go we told her the same thing, check it you know, for oxidation because power washing isn't usually enough and she came back the next day, she had to have it all redone again but there was no refund. She was just out 400 bucks and now do it again. So go into it with that idea. Do the prep work. If you skimp on that, trouble usually happens down the road.
3: Do you find that there is a l- the same prep work? We have a pretty large on our I should say on our long ranch mm-hmm. style home, we have a large deck that kind of expands back there that will be probably part of the project and i feel like a lot of people say that they have a lot of troubles with the paint chipping off of decks is there a way to let la- make that last a really long time yes move to arizona
2: <laughs> well even then i think you got to address the paint on the deck right thing. it
1: depends on if it's actually paint or if it's a solid color stain because there is a difference a solid color stain is going to soak into that wood um, and a paint is just going to kind of sit on the top so it is going to be more likely to chip and peel
2: yeah generally we get that question all the time what paint should i use on my deck there are products out there that say they're a deck paint a Mm -hmm. and deck paint we don't recommend paint on a deck unless there's a really really good reason like what what would be a good reason you're gonna tear it down in a few months yes and you need, need a, a couple reason. weeks worth what if of it's already
3: painted good.
2: well i guess that's where back to what betsy said <laughs> a solid color stain can look like paint okay so it can it can have the same color as mm-hmm. the siding and hopefully
3: that's what's on there maybe that's what we have we tried to power wash it off and it was not coming So we wrecked a couple boards because we were too aggressive aggressive with the power power washer.
2: washer. So is it flaking and peeling off right now?
3: In some parts where we use that power washer.
2: Yeah, I think it's paint. You think it's paint? Well, if there's paint, there's not a great solution for making that last. last. Mm -hmm. If it's starting to flake off, if anything ever is starting to peel off, a new coat over top isn't going to bond yeah. it back down. Because, right. again, what it's sticking to, it's releasing from. So you put a new coat over top, it's just going to take that with it. So generally, if it is paint, the ideal would be to get it off, whether that's sanding it off, whether mm-hmm. that's stripping it off. There are different deck strippers, but they're not, gonna, they're, not they're really for made stain. for it, right. Mm-hmm. They're not made for paint. So right. what you'd want to do is bring some chips in to one of the stores one of the Repco Lights or Port City and let us take a look at it and maybe we could and bring some pictures
3: do some investigation and yeah. we can
2: advise you on that now I know that we've got a lot more questions yes that moved very quickly
3: that's because
1: you
2: blather on I know can you guys <laughs> hang with us over the break
1: I guess absolutely
2: alright <laughs> <I tweeting> right? <laughs> do we no. have any issues happening I was no, going to say good. maybe
1: there's an emergency <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. you guys can hang yeah alright yeah. we'll be back in just a few minutes with Sarah and Sun Penn stay tuned
0: take your diy skills up a rung the repco Like home improvement show is here to give you a boost on news radio wood 1300 and 106.9 fm and we're back that's yes. back i'm back we're here sarah
2: with sarah and, and Sunpan. we have not wow. we don't have a baby <laughs> yet <No. laughs> right sarah how <laughs> far along are you in this pregnancy.
3: So I'm in my last trimester. I am due in July. So I'm hoping... That's very soon. It is very soon. <laughs> <laughs> Hence why I brought my hubby with me, because uh, I won't be tackling all of our DIY projects by myself. Well, right I now. can't picture you
1: getting up on a ladder and doing any painting uh like any time in the next few weeks here, I think she's faking it.
3: You know when it there's a breakfast stain on the bump that you're really pregnant. Yeah, right. Yeah, Dan has
1: that problem all the time, and he is not I pregnant. I
2: food
3: all the time. And it is I am true. not
0: pregnant for it the second true. time.
2: I'm making that clear. Anyway, yes. anyway, we're talking about a. House repaint that you guys are thinking about doing, a 1980s farmhouse, a number of different surfaces we're working on, and you're thinking about tackling that soon. You had a number of questions. We've been working through the prep work that's necessary, dealing with some issues on a deck, maybe some paint that was put on the deck. That's going to take some investigation mm-hmm. to figure out what the best solution is. Right. What other things are you wondering about?
3: Okay, so you guys talked about a lot of prep work mm-hmm. that goes into it. Yes. So it's it really fun like stuff, though. That's really important. Yeah. Yes. So once we've done that prep work, well, I guess I should ask before um, we didn't address windows and doors. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend just taping those off and kind of putting plastic over them? You can As part of the prep work? Well, that's going to kind of go in with how you
1: apply the paint to your surfaces. Um, Which is another one of my questions. Right. I figured it would be. <laughs> um, a lot of people, and we get this question all the time in our stores, they want to spray the outside of the house. It seems like the best solution. The problem you have is... The lightest little breeze is going to carry that paint for you don't know how far, and you're going to end up painting possibly vehicles, possibly the neighbor's house, or because you guys live out in the country, potentially they're farm animals, and suddenly their cows are purple. <laughs> um,
2: I think they're going with white.
1: <laughs> well, I, purple cow ice cream. That sounds uh, so I delicious. See. See. Um, anyway, so we always hesitate to spray outside just because of the wind. If you get a completely calm day then you can tape off you know, your windows and doors and things like that with some masking film and some tape but if you're just brushing and rolling it's kind of up to you how comfortable you are with the process. You know, Do you just need to tape? Because at that point you don't need the masking film. You just need tape if you're concerned about the cutting in.
2: And then what I would do is probably just a regular blue painter's tape would be fine. Mm-hmm. The 3M tape that we can. Carrie, yeah. if you're talking about your vinyl siding, we should definitely talk about the paint that you're using for that. You know, I don't know. I'm sure that's one of the questions eventually, but we got to get to that point at some point anyway. And Benjamin Moore makes Revive, which is an exterior paint made specifically for vinyl siding. So it bonds really, really well, really, really tightly. And it's also comes in 300 or so vinyl-safe colors. Right. Traditionally, you could
1: paint a vinyl at home with a really good exterior latex paint. The caveat to that was always that you had to go the same color or lighter than your siding already was, so if you had a white house, you could not make it charcoal gray. With this Benjamin Moore product, they have I don't know, 300 and some Mm -hmm. special colors that are vinyl safe so they don't heat up they won't warp and melt your siding off the house so you really can go with a whole array of colors you don't have to stick with lighter than what you have
3: Oh, I'm so glad it's not going to melt our siding off <laughs> and it
2: can it, it can, can. Warp. if we, you google yeah. warp siding I'm a really good Googler. That's crazy. That's how you keep talking. I'm gonna Google.
1: Yeah, so that's a great one for your vinyl siding that you mm-hmm. have on one of the buildings. The aluminum siding, you can just use a really good acrylic. Um, we have RepcoLite's Endura. That's really good. Um, Benjamin Moore makes the Regal Exterior and Aura Exterior, which are all great products. So any of those will work
2: on the aluminum. on the aluminum. No, I did some Googling. And this is what happens when people will paint a regular (laughs) latex paint in a darker color over their vinyl.
3: Oh, my goodness. It
2: absorbs too much heat, and the vinyl isn't rated for that, and it actually can warp and sag and create huge nightmares that can't be fixed.
3: That's not cute.
2: No, it's not cute at all. It's really, really ugly. It looks
1: like your house is melting. (laughs) Everybody
2: at home should Google that. Warped vinyl siding. Sure. (laughs) So what other things are you thinking or wondering about?
4: Is it... Um, standard to use a uh, typical ladder or are you talking about scaffolding um, what's the best approach especially with a roller and a pan um, you know we do you have a high
3: this? point on the garage I think yeah. he's
1: referring to for that, you can. It depends on how tall your ladder is. I mean, okay. there are, what, 10-foot, 12-foot ladders I think we have here in our building. So maybe you could get to it on that. Maybe not. Okay. It kind of depends. Um, otherwise, you can use an extension ladder. But if you're going to use one of those, I caution you. They have these little metal bars that you can put on the top of an extension yeah, standoffs. ladder. Yeah, a standoff. And it just pulls it away so that your ladder isn't leaning up against any like the okay. shingles. Or the shingles. Or anything like that, doing damage. So, if you're going to use an extension ladder, I would encourage you to do that. Okay. But, um, as far as the the you know taking a pan, moving it around, you can get an empty gallon bucket. This is kind of cool, and we there are grids that you can put in the gallon bucket. And you can roll right out of that. There are also uh, pelican things. It's a little cup, and you can roll right out of that. Okay. So you pour your paint in there, get up on the ladder.
2: It looks like a great a gigantic mug to some extent. Yes. Yeah. It
1: looks like a pelican.
2: Yeah, it does. <laughs> <Is> that- <laughs> Another benefit to that pelican thing, or working out of something like that, because if you get people to help you... You know, a lot of the times we do our cleaning, we go through and do all Mm -hmm. our due diligence, but sometimes under eaves and things like that, there's spider webs, there's things like that. And people will work out of the gallon of paint. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what we tend to want to do. We open up the lid, dip our brush in, and we go. Well, especially with exterior, you want to pour it into something else. Because if you run that brush, which you probably will at some point through spider webs or whatever, and then dip back into Mm -hmm. the paint, you've contaminated all of your paint whereas if you're working out of a smaller bucket at least you've only contaminated some of it. So, Spider
1: webs appear overnight. So Yeah, so
2: that's the benefit of those.
3: How much paint are we expecting to go through and I guess what should we expect to stack up on before we tackle this?
1: It's really going to depend on the total square footage that you're covering. You know, we talked about... And the surface. Yes, and the surface, because that brick is going to suck in the paint like nobody's business. When you get to the vinyl siding and the aluminum siding, it's going to go a whole lot further. Um, And you only have one building with vinyl siding?
4: Yeah, yes. That's the smaller one.
1: Small. But the yeah.
2: other one is aluminum, right? Correct. Yeah. Two of them.
1: So you just need to figure out the square footage on the other two buildings total, because you can use the same paint on both of those, and you're gonna get about 400 square feet out of every
2: gallon on okay. those vinyl and aluminum surfaces, right. okay. bricks. You know, it could be anywhere That's, from 150 yeah. to 200 ish square feet.
3: Maybe including the garage. The house has what? 2,500, 2,800 square
2: feet. That'd be a good guess for the house. See, and and, and I guess it depends on what you're saying. If you're talking about the floor square footage, that's going to be different from the the wall wall surface. Well, now you're expecting
3: me to be an expert (laughs) here. (laughs)
2: No, that's why I didn't bring it up. (laughs) Yeah, just get a rough idea of the length of the house, the average height of the area you're covering. And like Betsy said, it's about 400 square feet a gallon for one coat. An average house, now you've got the extra outbuildings. But an average house is going to be six to eight gallons, usually, for one coat. Mm -hmm. The second coat is going to go further. Yeah. I mean, not so much on the vinyl or the aluminum, because the first coat's going to go pretty far. Mm -hmm. But on the brick, once you've sealed it up a little bit, you're going to get more coverage out of that. If you're getting a mixed color, just get enough to do one coat. You know, five, six gallons is a great place to start. Never start a side if you don't think you can finish the side. Mm -hmm. You don't want to get halfway down. And then run out for more paint and come back. Get to an edge, get to a breaking point, not in the middle of a wall or anything like that, and then a great tip. come in for more.
3: So you think it's going to take two coats?
2: Generally, we'd recommend two coats because the first coat gives you, you know, the, the initial coverage and the, and the base, but you don't get the color exactly the way you want it until you get that second coat. And the second coat is also where you get the durability mm-hmm. and the film build from. Yeah. So that's what's going to make it last longer and hold up and do what you want it to do. A single coat is going to save you some time and save you the money, but in the end, you're not going to get a product that holds up as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Any other questions for us?
4: I don't think so for me. I mean, I could probably get started.
1: Well, let's go. All right. (laughs) Sarah's ready. Let's head out there right now. If
4: you do have any other questions
2: or if anybody out there has questions, just stop out at any Repco Light Port City Paints. There's so much to talk about, but Mm -hmm. there's just so many specifics that you almost need to exactly address your specific situation. We hope we got you some answers get you going at least
3: and if anybody wants to watch a couple of rookies tackle an (laughs) exterior paint you can follow along on my instagram and if you don't catch it that day you can always catch it on my highlights there but we'll see how it goes we'll put links to sarah
1: in our show notes so that everyone can do that
2: we'll have you back to discuss the outcome unless it really 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 blows <laughs> then you'll never hear from sarah or Sunpen pen here again
3: they'll be yeah. too embarrassed to <laughs> have...
2: thanks so much for being here thank you thank you guys
3: so on a
1: recent walk around town i noticed that the tulips are popping up and that must mean tulip time is almost here so we are going to be in the studio with gwen auerda to talk about what is coming up at this year's tulip time stay tuned
0: You want to take your DIY skills up a rung? The Repco like Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about Tulip Time in Holland.
1: It's my mom's very favorite time. She loves it. I work here in Holland now.
2: Has she been here to Tulip Time?
1: She was here. She brought my grandma a couple years ago, right when I first started here. All she right. brought my grandma down and they were here for like the first day or two. Yeah, it's something time. that
2: goes back. I mean, it's been around forever. And I remember this from you know elementary school. It was exciting because mm-hmm. we got out of school. <laughs> of course. But we're going to learn all about it because we're in the studio with Gwen Auerda. Did yes. I get that right? You
5: said it correctly. <laughs> I did. I Good paused there because
2: I don't normally do those things right. It Names I struggle with. Yes. Gwen, you are the executive director of the Tulip Time Festival. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Let's start with just the history of it.
5: Well, the history is very interesting. Lyda Rogers was a biology teacher at Holland High School back in the 1920s. She was not from this area, and she noticed that all the kids in her class were of Dutch descent, or Uh should I say many are. Mm -hmm. Very different than the makeup of the community today. But she noticed that, and she said, how can we bring some of the Old World Netherlands to Holland, the city that's named after the country? Right. So she had this idea to plant tulips, which are from... The Netherlands, that's mm-hmm. what people think of and know about. Right. took her two years to pitch the idea to the uh, Women's Literary Club and the City Council at that time. They finally said, sure. They planted 100,000 tulips in 1928. Okay, They bloomed in 1929, and the festival was born. This year, in 2019, we're celebrating 90 years.
2: Did she plant these with the idea of creating a festival, or she was just trying to create... A little bit more awareness. Did she have any idea where this was going to go? I
5: don't think she had any idea this is where it was going to go. When the tulips bloomed and they were beautiful, people came from all over to come see the beautiful tulips. Today, in the city, there's four and a half to five million tulips planted. Holy smokes! Between the city parks, the attractions, Veldiers Tulip Garden, Dutch mm-hmm. Village, Wemmel you name it, there's almost five million planted.
2: Well, I worked at Veldiers for a good ten years or more Planting you know, tulips, well, digging them up, uh-huh. all the different things. It was a very interesting. It was very fun to see all of that come to life in the spring. And boy, do we watch the weather when yeah. when it's coming because sometimes the weather doesn't cooperate, and sometimes it's perfect.
5: The last few years, it's been perfect, but you are right. My first full year in the job in 2012, we had tulips blooming on St. Patrick's Day. And guess what? They were all gone by the festival. Uh-huh. So we had a marketing campaign that said, come now and see the tulips and come back for the festival. <laughs> <laughs> and we had StemFest t-shirts, and we had, uh-huh. we had to have
2: STEM fun yep. of it,
5: it You right. know, make fun of ourselves. And we had to have some fun. So it was, right. that was good. But every year now, since then, we always have a really great peak day somewhere the week of the festival.
1: So tulip time for people who might be unfamiliar. It is the 90th year. What are you doing to celebrate that?
5: Well, our mission is to celebrate tulips, our heritage, Dutch heritage, and our community, which is all encompassing of the community today, as well as uh, the community of the past, if Mm -hmm. you will. So this year for the 90th, we have some really great new things. We have a klompen garden. So we have very large wooden shoes that are at least two and a half to three feet long, and they're big enough that you can stand in them, you can put kids in them, they can sit in them, Mm -hmm. and artists are decorating, as we speak, 45 pair to equal 90 shoes or 90 years, and these shoes will be uh, distributed um, in all the parks around town, there'll be a little scavenger hunt pamphlet that you can go and try to find them all, and they are really unique, from uh, wooden shoe that looks like a boat because they're a boat manufacturer locally. Right. So very unique. There's Mm going to be some really unique. So each
2: artist has their own own take on it. Yes. If that's not controlled, they're not given... They're not given what to
5: do. They had to give us a concept and Mm -hmm. we selected from all the concepts we had, 45 pair. that's going to be really fun. We also have a really great culinary series this year that's new for us. If you like Dutch food, some like pea soup and others don't, but there's right. lots of Dutch food that is not what you would consider that pea soup variety, because mm-hmm. that's right. not my favorite. Right. Right. So, Big Lake Brewing is hosting mm-hmm. a dinner um, through with us at Tulip Time. That's called Dutch Comfort and Craft, five course dinner along with beer pairings that match each of the courses. And I've sampled the food. It's to die for. It's just awesome. <laughs> I think so, I'm going to have to attend that. <laughs> so that's really cool and fun. And then if anybody's ever been to Fustini's, everybody knows they're olive mm-hmm. oil locally. Yep. Chef Andy does a great job of demonstrations and, and cooking classes. He is going to be doing um Fustini-ized dutch food as well a demonstration class at boatworks restaurant and then you can also eat uh, the food that he has demonstrated for you so you can see how he used the the oils in, in a different way for some of the traditional dutch food both of these are offered during the festival week only which is may 4 through 12 and you can go to our website and and some of the these things are offered more than once but that's the only way you can get tickets is to go to our website and and all right. Pay attention to what's happening on what day.
2: Now, you did talk about food. I don't want to take too long with this, but there, I cannot remember. There's a candy that we used to sell. I'm sure they still sell it. It was a very Dutch candy. It was like licorice, black licorice, but it's like eating a chunk of salt. Do you know what I'm talking about?
5: I do, but I can't think of the name of it.
2: Who in their right mind made that? <laughs> Can we find out? Because I would like to write a scathing letter. <laughs> I remember course. selling that. My mom was selling that at one of the where we worked. And the, the, the people came through and they said, we would like this. And mom said, I don't think you want that. And she said, no, I think we'll try it. And mom said, okay. They bought it. They each took one. Of it. They put it in their mouth and mom <laughs> gave them the garbage can. They put it in the garbage <laughs> and then they walked away. But we don't know the name of it. I don't
5: know the name of it. That's too bad. There's some really good Dutch treats though. Yes, mm-hmm. there are very good oh, things. Yeah. With and with mints and crocklin. De Boer Bakery makes a great crocklin. Oh. There's sweet. nothing better than butter and, and sugar. And luckily we have
1: a De Boer Bakery not too far from our studio here. Right.
2: right? So we've oh, got I all that, that Dutch stuff. Yes. What other things are happening?
5: We have three parades on Wednesday and Thursday and Saturday that are really fabulous with some really great entries. Um, got lots of entertainment. The first opening weekend, the Civic Center now is remodeled. And the first opening weekend, we have a concert called Hotel California. It's an Eagles tribute band out of canada and they're fabulous and they are they played at coast guard last year sold the place out there was standing room only so they are going to be here the first weekend on saturday at the civic center Uh, we've got dutch market plots through the week at the civic center also culminating with a mother's day market on sunday wow uh, which happens to be mother's day may 12 so bring your mom and come and do some fun things in town
2: all right so you've got all kinds of stuff the headliner this year Jay Leno. Jay Leno. We
5: are so excited to have him here. And there's still a few tickets left, but he's uh, selling out fast.
2: At least at the time of our recording, there are tickets left. You should check it out. Tickets in all of these. You have a calendar of events. It's got to be online, right? We
5: do. It's all on our website, which is tuliptime.com. There's lots of uh, ways that you can search for entertainment, Dutch dance performances, everything that's happening. You can look at a schedule by day, and you can request a brochure. So lots of ways to figure out what all is happening the week of Tulip Time.
2: So many fun things to do, so many gardens to walk through, so many foods to sample. It just screams Watch out for that black licorice that tastes like salt, unless you really like that. Yeah. Like I said, some people do. I know. Right? I know. Gwen, you know people that like that, right?
5: No, I don't know anyone that likes it.
2: (laughs) I was trying to make that candy feel like it was okay, but now we've figured that candy clearly it's not. I don't know. I don't get it. Uh Gwen Auerda, did I say it right the second time? Perfect. Look at that. Perfect. Nothing sums me up more than that single word. Uh, Gwen, thanks for being here.
5: Thanks for having me.
2: Do you hear that, Betsy? The sad tolling of church bells mm-hmm. announcing the end of another episode of the RepcoLite Home Improvement Show.
5: Right.
1: If
2: you look out your window right now and you're in a populated area, you're going to see people wandering the streets in a funk, wringing their hands. Oh, good grief. All because the show's over. But just assure those folks they can go online and listen to it again.
1: Right. And next week, we're going to be live from our Broadmoor location. We're kicking off their grand opening week, which runs the 6th through the 11th. And if you come out and make a purchase at any RepcoLite or Port City Paint Store the 6th through the 11th. A portion of all the sales are going to the Children's Healing Center.
2: Right. I'm Dan Hanson.
1: And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy.
2: And we'll help you with whatever you're painting, whether it's the exterior of your home or even your outhouses. Right. We'll help you with that. Definitely going to want primer on those. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
2: Thanks for listening.